In today's show, we look ahead to Monday in the NBA, what we're watching for, how to stream Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball and Substack, JoshLloyd48.substack.com. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. That's PrizePix.com, the promo code LOCKEDON. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Let's talk about Monday. We did a waiver wire show earlier today. We did a show yesterday talking about Thomas Bryant. I need to talk about that at all. We talked about it for the last two days. So just make sure that he's rostered. We will talk about him today, though. Don't worry. Um, Monday. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> Uh, nine games on. First one, Jazz Cavs. Cavs are six-point favorites in this one. The Donovan Mitchell, Larry Markinen, double revenge games. Cavs are six-point favorites. Um, a lot of players that we already know are out. Dean Wade, Ricky Rubio, Dylan Windler. We know all those guys are um, are out for the Cavs. Um, for the Jazz, Kelly Olenek hurt his ankle last game. He played through it, but... They said it was quite swollen in the locker room. We don't have an update on that just yet. And then there's uh, the Padawan, Colin Sexton, who has missed five consecutive games with his hamstring injury. We'll see what his role is if he returns. Then there is also for Cleveland, Lamar Stevens, who missed um, last game with knee soreness. Isaac Okoro started in his place. We'll have to watch what Stevens' role is. Okoro was actually pretty good in that last game, so maybe he sticks there. I don't, I don't know. That's something we have to watch. For the Jazz, Walker Kessler was pretty poor last game. I thought he struggled a lot. I definitely would not have dropped him. Remember, the Jazz have the best fantasy schedule this week. They play Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. You can't get any better than that. And then you drop them after Thursday. If you want to drop someone, you drop them. They have the best schedule. Right? Dropping Walker Kessler, which a lot of people did, is foolish. It's foolish. But we do want to see him get better. I also want to watch Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who has played well. Now, the last two games with Conley back, he's played only 19 minutes in each of those games. But he's been relatively productive. He's shooting a crazy high percentage this season, which I don't really think sticks. But what I do want to see is what his role looks like if Sexton plays. Can he maintain 20 minutes? Does he play over Sexton? Probably not. But maybe. I doubt it. But we want to watch that. For the Cavs, Dracaris Levert. Dracaris. He was putrid last game. He played a lot of minutes with Stevens out, but he was really bad. Yeah, he is not someone that I'm keen on in a 12-team league. But if Stevens is out, he might play 30-plus. He might get another opportunity to put up big numbers. I really don't care for it in most formats, in most 12-team formats. But we want to watch that just to see because they are pumping minutes into him. The other one I want to watch, want to watch is Jarrett Allen, who's been a little bit down. He's had some disappointing usage games and disappointing percentage games. I'd like to see all that stuff get back on track for him. We're seeing a little bit more funnel towards Mobley instead of him in terms of usage. And that is something for us to pay attention to or to keep note of as we move forward. The next game is the Raptors and the Sixers. This is a back-to-back for Toronto. Gary Trent has been ruled out for today. 
Nick Nurse does not seem confident in him playing tomorrow either. So I had him listed as questionable, but I do not think Gaz will play in this game on Monday. Furkan Korkmaz is questionable. Ananobi will be out. Achua will be out. Um, Otto Porter will be out. And Tyrese Maxi Tangles, he will also be out. For the Raptors, with Trent out, with OG out, with Achua out, I want to see what they do with Thad Young. It's really tough to predict. Last game, he played 14 minutes. The game before, he played 28. Juancho Hernan Gomez played 41 minutes last game. That makes a ton of sense, doesn't it? So we want to see what they do with Young and Wancho and Coloco and how those minutes get distributed. Wancho might be the stream. It might be fat. I have no idea because Nurse changes his mind without every game. I also want to watch Pascal Siakam, whose efficiency is a little bit down at the moment. We've seen some of his numbers, which early on were really great, and they've started to fall away a little bit. I'm not overly concerned by it or anything. I just want to see if we can get some of the shooting numbers back up because this is one of the worst shooting teams in the NBA. So I'd like to see some of the shooting numbers start to improve. For the Sixers with... Tyrese Maxey out, and last game with Tobias Harris out, we saw Shake Milton play 31 minutes. In fact, Milton has played 30-plus minutes in each of the last two games. But one of those games, Melton was out. One of those games, Harris was out. Now, both of those guys, Harris and Melton, DeAnthony Melton, are expected to play in this game. So what does Shake Milton's role look like? Is it worth a 12-team stream? Probably not. If he's a a 24-minute-a-night guy, with Harden and Embiid playing, it's hard to see Shake Milton be a 12-team league guy. But let's watch that. Let's also watch the Thick Hogsman, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Who's been just getting steals at a phenomenal rate. Everything about him has been way above any of my expectations. He has exceeded everything that I said. I still don't believe that it's going to maintain once Maxi returns. But there are conflicting reports. Doc Rivers is playing the... Um, Dr. Nick Riviera role, I don't know when he's coming back. Oh, it's going to be a long time. And then Woj just keeps doubling down, says, no, it's Christmas, Doc. It is Christmas. And then uh, Dr. Rivers is like, oh, who knows? It might be a few weeks. I don't know. And then Woj goes, Doc, I'm telling you, my guy, Christmas. And Rivers goes, hey, a few weeks, mate, a few weeks. So I don't know. Do I believe a medically licensed professional in Glen Rivers? Or do I believe Woj? I believe Woj. We'll see what all that means. That was just uh, me, an opportunity for me to get a shot in at Doc Rivers. What do you do with Gaz Trent, who's got this thigh injury? And the quote here from Nurse is, or the, what's, uh, let's have a look. Uh, he says that OG is expected back this week, but the comments on Gary Trent are, oh, now I've just lost the, 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 the comment. He says, the update, the update isn't encouraging. He's got a thigh problem in both legs. It doesn't look like it's getting much better and they're searching for more answers at this point. Yikes. To me, Trent was already borderline. If he's going to miss time and then OG is going to come back when Trent is out, I don't. what's the point? I don't think he's worth a hold. Like, I think that update is highly discouraging. And I think if you wanted to move on, I think it would be okay. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy, but it's not your grandfather's daily fantasy. It's daily fantasy made easy. It's you versus player projections. You want to have a look at Pascal Siakam over under 43 and a half minutes? Well, I don't know if you can do minutes. Maybe you can. But you can definitely do points and rebounds and steals and threes and blocks and fantasy points. And just choose them. Between two to six individual player projection lines, put them into your entry, and you can win up to 25 times your entry fee back. And that entry, guess how long it takes you to do? Four hours? Four hours? That's old daily fantasy. This one, 60 seconds. And you can do it in over 30 US states and in Canada. And if basketball's not your thing, A, why you listen to this podcast, but B, you can do other sports. NFL, college basketball, college football, NHL, golf, soccer, 
esports, NASCAR, boxing, MMA. Is that even NASCAR season? I don't even know. But you can also do the GOAT disc golf, which I believe the season starts in January. So check it out. Download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Price Picks gives you $50, not $40, not $60. They give you $50. So don't forget to enter the promo code locked on it. Sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Today's episode is also brought to you by Turo. Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car that you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. Browse across a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion in the US, UK, Canada, and in Australia. Book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family holiday. Get a classical luxury car for a special event, holiday, or special occasion. Find affordable economy cars if you're on a budget and you just need to get from A to B, or test drive that electric vehicle you've had your eye on to see how it impacts your daily life. Many Turo hosts can even deliver that car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. Okay, let's go to the next game. It is a back-to-back four. Yes, four. Um, they're against the Hawks in Atlanta. Atlanta's seven-point favorites. What I want to watch is Markel Fultz. A, does he play in the back-to-back? And how does he look? He's looked... Good in most games. The team is much better with him out there. I think it is not really questionable that he is the point guard they need, not Cole Anthony. There will be games where Anthony produces better fantasy lines. I think there is no doubt about that. But in terms of who is the starter and who will get the priority the majority of the time, it surely has to be Fultz. But does he even play? That's what we don't know. We need to watch that. And I want to watch this guy, Flaming Mo Wagner. Quickly on Fultz, I think he's a 12-team league guy, and Wagner is as well, at least until Wendell Carter returns. And we don't know when that's going to happen because the Orlando Magic are absolutely putrid at giving us um, injury reports. They have no idea how to give an injury report. I'm not sure they have any medically trained professionals on that team. I mean, I know they do, but any information? Wendell could be back this week. He could be back Monday. He could be back in 2024 because he suffered a John Isaac. Who knows? We don't know. No one will tell us. We know that Carter is probably going to be out, I guess. Suggs will be out. Gary Harris is probably out. Chumra KK is probably out. Jonathan Isaac's probably out. But, but I don't know. We assume they are. That appears to be the case. So that means that Fultz and Wagner, if Fultz even plays, has some really good value. For the Hawks, well, I know Clint Capella's going to be out of this one. So Anyeka Okongwu is going to be your starter. But in deeper leagues, you need to look at Frank the Tank Kaminsky. Now, don't feel too sickening about that. Sickened about that. But you do. He's top 100 over the last week. He's going to play some minutes. Is he going to play as many minutes as he did last game where he played 22? Probably not, but he's worth a look. We might get John Collins back. Beware of that. This is like the end of the two-week period for him. He, he might play Monday. I don't think he will, but he might. We know that Murray will be out. We know that Capella will be out as well. But Johnny might return. I also want to watch Bogdan Bogdanovich, who moved into the starting lineup last game, and there's a chance he starts again. But production has sort of waned a little bit after that really good hot streak he had. He's still obviously a must-roster player. But the production's going to fall when Murray returns and when Collins returns, I think, to a degree as well. That would be my guess. Bucks Pelicans. I want to watch the Bucks because Joe Ingles is going to return. Not because I think Joe Ingles is a 10 or 12 or 14 team league guy, but where he fits in the rotation and just how he looks. 
10 months after returning from an ACL injury. So let's see what happens there. We don't know the Bucks injury report because last game, it was not a back-to-back and they sat both Chris Middleton with knee soreness and Giannis with knee soreness. Huh. They still won by 26, but that's a little worrying. After they got smacked against the Grizzlies by 41 when those guys played you know, lower minutes. That was a little bit worrying, wasn't it? So we want to see whether Middleton and Giannis play. I believe they will, but we don't know that. And then for the Pelicans, we're expecting that Brandon Ingram is out again. So I want to watch Joe Ingles. I want to watch Grayson Allen as well, who's been sort of consistently just, just breaching the back door of 12-team value a lot of this time. Great streamer on low-volume days, good points and threes, occasional steals. He's hitting like 44% of his threes, and he's done that for like two or three straight years. So when I talk about guys being 50% three-point shooters saying this won't stick, Allen's been a 42, 41 guy, 43 guy for multiple years. So I think he sticks as a 41% shooter, at least. That's what he does consistently. For the Pelicans, it has been a stinking run from Trey Murphy. But Ingram is still out. And yes, the last, say, five games for Murphy have been bad. The previous six games were excellent. He averaged almost 20 points per game over those previous six games that Ingram was out. So I think I still just roll with the opportunity here from from Murphy. It's not like he's losing. He didn't play well last game, no doubt. But it's not like he's losing his role completely. I would still keep rolling with him. And I definitely would still keep rolling with Larry Nance, even though his last game was poor as well. He was great before that. He's been absolutely rolling, Nance. Do not drop him after that last performance. Spurs Rockets. Houston are four-point favorites here. We know the wild thing, Jay Sean Tate is out. Joshie Richardson is dealing with a personal issue. He's questionable, while Romeo Langford is also questionable with an ACL. Not an ACL, Jesus. I was reading something different. An ankle sprain. The CL part of it was me talking about Blake Wesley, who's back in the G League from his MCL, and a super fast recovery from him. For the Spurs, I want to watch Jakob Pertl, who returned on Saturday, played 21 minutes. How long will they keep him on the minutes restriction? We've seen them keep Devin Vassell on that restriction for a while after missing literally one game with knee soreness. We saw them keep Jeremy Sohan on a minutes restriction for quite a while. So I want to see what they do with Pirtle and his minutes here. I also want to watch Sohan, who played 16 minutes in a start last game. He hasn't hit over 21 since he returned. I don't think he's... Actually, I'm pretty sure he's not a 12-team league guy, almost certainly. 14-team, he's on the border, I reckon. Maybe it's even 16-team. But let's see if he's able to impress us. Well, I want to watch the delicate dancer, Alperen Shengun. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. It's really frustrating to me that he hasn't hit like 30 minutes in like three weeks. Their coach is, is, is a numbnuts. You know, so we have all the sympathy for the personal stuff in his life. But just play the man. Like, what are you doing? Shengun's still producing good value. Like, don't get me wrong. He's not a drop. But, but play some minutes, man. Like, get some more playing time out there. Are you, are you going anywhere this season? Oh, yeah, with his defense. Well, how do you reckon he's going to get better at that? by sitting down and watching Bruno Fernando just, you know, rip the league apart? I don't think so. See if you can figure it out. And then, you know, if it doesn't work out, then make another decision. Give it a chance to work out. Annoys me. Anyway, Atari preseason. Last game, 23 minutes for Eason while Gordon played 20. Oh, that's a great decision. Will that continue? Almost definitely not, but we want to watch it. 23 minutes for Atari Eason. He's a clear 12-team league guy. Clear. But the games before that, 16, 19, 13. So, you know, excuse my skepticism of Steven Silas realizing that Eric Gordon doesn't need to play 32 minutes every night. That would be, yeah, reasonable. Next game. Did I, did I even transition across? It did not. Next game, Blazers and Thunder. Portland are three and a half point favorites here. We know Gaz Payton's out. We know Nasir Little's out. We know Jeremiah Robinson Earl is out. But there are a bunch of guys we don't know. 
Jeremy Grant missed last game with a back issue. Josh Giddy missed with an illness. Shea Gildas-Alexander missed with a back issue. And Darius Baisley has now missed two straight games with an illness. I expect Giddy and Shea and Baisley all back. I also expect Jeremy Grant back. So I expect all of those questionable players to return to action in this game. Um, Peyton obviously won't. For the Blazers, we've seen some interesting or better performances from old mate um, Trendon Watford and Justice Winslow in the absences of Grant. Watford's played 24 and 26 minutes the last two games. One of those was it, because it was a blowout, and the other one was because Grant was out. So while we're looking at that game, you go, oh, Trendon Watford, there's something there. I don't think there is. But if Grant is out, then yeah, him and Winslow do become come stream options. I also watch Anthony Simons, whose last couple of games have been very high in efficiency. Very helped out last game by Grant's absence. So there is a little bit of sell-high value there, I think, for Simons, who I, I find will struggle to maintain top 50 value while Grant and Lillard are still there because it would just be too much up-and-back fluctuation and then efficiency issues at times as well. For the Thunder, I've been impressed with the way Isaiah Joe has played. So well he's played that they've moved Trey Mann back to the, the G League to get some playing time because Joe is just better than him. So where does Joe fit in the rotation? Well, he hasn't played under 13 minutes in six straight games. He played 26 as a starter last game. Don't read too much into that. That was because Shea and Giddy were out. So he's not an ad. But if you are looking for threes and you are in a deeper format, Joe has a role at the moment. And I amazingly want to watch Eugene Omari. Omari has had some good games this season. And if Robinson Earl is out, and if Baisley is out again, Omari is probably going to start. And... Starting Omari at least puts you into streaming discussions. Probably not for 12s, but maybe. He's had 12-team league games this season. And he's a name that I know that many of you have no idea who it is because I tweeted out, hey, Omari is starting and multiple people, whether they were trying to be funny or not, I don't know. But they said who, right? So if you say who, that means you don't know who it is. I'll just take you literally with that. And the fact that you don't know who it is means that he's going to be available everywhere and I'm not saying to add Eugene Omari at all. But if we get a bunch of guys out, he is a sneaky guy who's going to be available everywhere for those even like 16-team leagues. So there's something in that for big Eugene Omari. It's too much talk on Eugene Omari. Who did he play for first in his NBA career? Do you know? Drop in the comments if you know Eugene Omari's first NBA team. Mavs and Wolves. Minnesota is on a back-to-back here. Towns will be out. The artist formerly known as Torian Prince will be out. Jordan McLaughlin dealing with that. This is a back-to-back for, for them as well. Jordan McLaughlin is out for Sunday. We don't know his status for Monday. And at the time of me recording this, D'Angelo Russell is questionable for Sunday and Gobert is questionable for Sunday. So I don't know if they're going to be available for Monday or not. Of course, if Gobert is out, we're just streaming the absolute shit out of Nazareed. Like That is the clear one. But on the Dallas side of things, we had last game Luka Doncic. Haven't hit this one for a while. Luka Doncic. Oh, stunning. Yeah. Um, he sat. Dinwiddie sat. Dwight Powell was out. And Josh Green was out. Now, the Green and Powell injuries, I think, are legit. The Dinwiddie and Doncic ones were not. They were just rest situations. So those guys should return for this game. So that means, what do we do with Kemba Walker? Hello. Well, the answer is nothing. Kemba Walker was great in that game, but he is going to play... Actually, let's try again. Will he even play at all? Because he wasn't a rotation player for most of these games. He did get minutes on Friday against Portland. It was a blowout. He played 13 minutes, but that was a game that Josh Green was out and Dinwiddie and Doncic played. Um, I'm not sure. Like he, Maybe he has earned a rotation. Or it's definitely not enough for me to carry in 12-10 leagues. Like he's not playing 27 minutes, I don't think. I'd be pretty st- stunned if he did. Put it that way. But I want to watch it. I also want to watch Christian Wood, who played last game 
started, as he has done when Doncic has been out in the past, but played 39 minutes. And I think there is a chance that he starts again, even if Doncic plays, because Dwight Powell could be out. Maxi Kleber is definitely out. And there's an opportunity for Woods minutes to push up here. I don't know that that will happen, but there is an opportunity. Someone left a comment on my video after that game on Sunday. Hey, is Christian Wood overrated now, huh? LOL. Like, yes. Yes, he is. Just because he put up, played 39 minutes and put up a big game when Doncic was resting doesn't mean he's not overrated. He still is overrated. That was a really good game. He still has a lot of those issues defensively and can not always lead to winning basketball. So, so yes, I know I answered you directly, but yes, he is still overrated. For the Wolves, Jalen Noel. Values obviously up if McLaughlin and Russell are out. If you're looking for points and, and threes, he's that great option. And then Nazareth Reed. It's really easy. Gobert out, Reed in. Gobert back, Reed probably dropped. Who can be at least a 14, 16 team league guy, Nazareth. But if Gobert's out, then you, you add him in all leagues and you stream him in all leagues. Um, today's episode is also brought to you by ExpressVPN. You know what ExpressVPN does, right? Protects your privacy and gives you security online. Can do more than that though. It can unlock a, unlock a wealth of media for you to watch. Netflix, you've watched it all. Yeah, I've done. I've done all of Netflix. It's finished. I'm done with this. Are you still watching? I would be Netflix if you had more stuff for me. Well, now there's an answer. You can go onto ExpressVPN, change your country, unlock a bunch of stuff. You can watch Vikings through Canadian Netflix. I've never watched Vikings in my life. It does look good though. And if I wanted to do it, I could go to Canadian Netflix to do that. I just go to Express, ExpressVPN, change my location right in the middle of Saskatoon. And then I load up Netflix and bang, it's there. Vikings, ready to go. It's not just Netflix though. ExpressVPN works with any streaming service. Hulu, BBC, iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. It's all there. The best way to do it, like there's other VPNs out there, but ExpressVPN is fast. There's no lag, there's no buffering, and you watch everything in HD. So if you want to get access to hundreds of new shows, go to expressvpn.com slash locked on right now. You get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. If you're in Saskatoon, let me know. Maybe I'll see you there via my ExpressVPN. That's expressvpn.com slash locked on. Expressvpn.com slash locked on to learn more. Lakers Suns back to back here for the Lakers. Any risk of LeBron sitting? Mm, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. He's going to be on the injury report. I can tell you that much as probable. We know that Anthony Davis is out. We know Juan Toscano Anderson's out. Patrick Beverly's doubtful for Sunday, so we have to question his status for Monday as well. And with Phoenix, we know that Cam Johnson will be out. Cameron Payne will be out. Um, don't have a don't know whether DeAndre Ayton is going to play. I expect that Ayton does play, but we don't know that yet. Obviously, on the Lakers, it's Tom Bryant. We want to watch what his role is. What I'd want to watch with his role is is he a 28 minute a night starting center or is he playing 23 with Jones and Gabriel and other blokes getting in there and LeBron playing center? Because yes, he is a must-add player, Tom Bryant, but 23 minutes a night is very like eh, it's very limp. 28 minutes a night is very turgid. So there's a big difference between that. And that's what we want to watch. What do they do? Last game, he played 24 minutes in the game that uh, Davis got hurt. All right, he got, he got hurt in that game. So we will find out on Sunday. We'll also get more information on Monday. Also watch Austin Reeves, who I think is really good and should get a little bit of a boost in usage with Davis out. How they decide to run him in the lineup remains a question. For the Suns, I want to watch Josh Okogie because he is playing high-level winning basketball. It's not always contributing to fantasy, but it's not far off. In fact, in a 14-team league, I think he's a good stream, and he is cutting into Torrey Craig's value. And that's So therefore, I want to watch where Torrey Craig fits. Torrey Craig's minutes, 18 and 20 the last two games. Josh Okogie's, 25 and 23. 
Are they related? 100% they are. And we want to see what that means as we move forward. The last game is Hornets-Kings. Um, the Kings are eight-point favorites. The Hornets are on a back-to-back. We know that Dennis Smith will be out. Actually, we don't. He might. He's likely out. K- Cody Martin's out. Davion Mitchell's questionable for Sacramento. Don't think that matters too much. For the Hornets, is Gordon Haywood going to play? I'd imagine so. He doesn't have a lower body injury. It is a back-to-back, but I imagine he's going to play. PJ Washington Jr. is off the injury report, so he should be fine. So I want to watch Haywood, the impact he has on Kelly Oubre, the impact he has on himself and his production, but also what it means for Jalen McDaniels, who I'm pretty confident is a drop in 12-team leagues. Like He started last game because PJ was out, but he's not going to be able to hit 26 minutes, I wouldn't have thought, with both um, Haywood and Washington there. He's the seventh man. Oubre's the sixth. So we want to see that, but I'm not really confident. I also want to watch Keegan Murray, who has the occasional big game. Yeah, okay. And then like plays 30 minutes and has 10 points on 40% shooting, which doesn't help us at all. I don't think he's an absolute must-hold player. He's a guy that when you're strong in the standings, you can hold. And if you're struggling, you can't. But let's see if we can change our mind there. I also watched DeMontis Sabonis, really because I haven't really spoken about, about him much. He's been playing gigantic minutes, 40 and 41 the last two games. His assist rate is up. His field goal percentage is very high. He still has the limitations with defensive stats and sometimes his free throws, but he's been playing at a super, super high level. And you know, just wanted to, hey, let's watch him because it, he's been good. Back to back, it's Suns and Jazz. So that's why we talk, don't drop Walker Kessler, like stream Alexander Walker, look at Josh Okoge, look at Tory Craig. If Aiton is out, you've got Biombo and Jock Landale. There's a lot of options there to stream in and the Jazz have that perfect schedule. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, it's elite. It's elite for streaming. We're just looking at Monday. These guys are all available in over 40% of leagues. Anyeka Okongwu, Larry Nance, yeah. Trey Murphy, Markel Fultz, if he plays. Walker Kessler, please, what are we doing? Add Walker Kessler. Kyle Anderson, what are we doing? Add Kyle Anderson. Jaden McDaniels is available. I get why he is, but he's at least a stream on Monday. And Tom Bryant, still available. Shouldn't be, but is. Deeper leagues. Dennis Schroeder, he moves into some 12-team discussions with the absence of Davis, but probably more 14. Thad Young slash Juancho Hernan Gomez, depending on which way they go. Eric Gordon for deep leagues. Josh Kogi, Terrence Davis, Isaiah Joe, Drew Eubanks, and Juancho Hernan Gomez. Well, there's Juancho on my list there anyway. And for points leagues, Okongwu, Fultz, Lou Dort, Kyle Anderson, Walker Kessler, Tom Bryant, Larry Nance, and even DeAndre Hunter, who I don't love as a player. We know that. But for 12-team leagues, to stream in is good value on Monday with the assumption that Johnny Collins remains out and... His category league value hunt is not good. But in a points league, yeah, it's a lot better, especially with Murray and Collins likely sidelined. If you look at the next five days, Monday through Friday, we've got quality games on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. We've talked about that already. There's only one team that plays three games there, and it's the Jazz. So Walker Kessler is just an absolutely clear must-roster player. All right, he's got those three games. These other guys are worth looking at. They're available in over 40% of leagues with two quality games over the next five days. Trey Murphy and Larry Nance in New Orleans. Tory Craig and Josh Kogi in Phoenix. Uh, Monte Morris in Washington. Zach Collins in San Antonio with two. Now, Okongwu's only got one quality game. It's enough for him to be rostered because he's going to start that game and there's enough value in that. And in fact, when we look at the next five days, yes, the Hawks play three games over the next five days. They play Wednesday and Friday, which are high volume days, but you will start Okongwu on those days, I'm pretty sure. So he is an ad. Three games for Okongwu. Dante DiVincenzo, he is an ad as well. Yes, he's only got two games in the next five days, and one of them is a high-volume one, but he's still an ad. 
Larry Nance has, has three games. Markel Fultz has three games over the next five days. Walker Kessler, Thomas Bryant, Jalen Duran all have three games in the next five days. And Bones Highland has two. I think every one of those players I mentioned, Okongwu, DiVincenzo, Nance, Fultz, Kessler, Bryant, Duran, and Highland, every one of those guys projects to be a top 100 on a per-game basis, meaning you add them and you probably start them on every game they play. And that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. And if you're on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave those comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.